Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Hey, welcome back to Politico Tech. Today's Monday, January 29th. I'm your host, Stephen Overly. 23 million households in the U.S. receive a stipend each month to help pay for their internet. But money for that program will run out in April, unless Congress allocates more. Senator Ben Ray Lujan has been in the middle of discussions to try to keep the Affordable Connectivity Program alive and to reform the Universal Service Fund, another collection of government programs that help rural and low-income communities get connected. The New Mexico Democrat chairs the Senate's Broadband Subcommittee and, for much of the past year, has been leading a bipartisan working group to find a path forward. But now, it's crunch time. As the April funding cliff draws near, Senator Lujan told me the coming weeks are going to be critical, and there's still some Republican opposition to overcome. On the show today, I joined Senator Lujan in his office in Russell. We talked about that path forward for these programs, his AI priorities, and what he thinks Congress can realistically get done in an election year. I want to start with the Affordable Connectivity Program, just because that's, I think, on a lot of people's minds right now. You know, that's expected to run out of money in April. And the FCC, I think as of next week, the FCC has stopped accepting new applicants to the program. They say that Congress acts in a crisis. You know, the program sort of feels like it's there. What are you sort of expecting Congress can do to potentially save it? In addition to the FCC not taking more applications, providers have already sent letters out to customers telling them that this program will run out of money in April. The solution that I believe makes the most sense right now to provide immediate funding outside of an appropriation, which does not seem to be an idea that is being embraced by many of my Republican colleagues, But I want to commend Senator Welch and Senator Vance for coming up with a piece of legislation that would fund the ACP so it would not run out of money in this year. And that has a few Democratic-Republican co-sponsors, but to me, it seems like the solution. So I'm hopeful that that will gain momentum. In addition to what Senator Welch and Vance are doing, I'm very proud to have worked with leaders like Senator Thune where we have a bicameral, bipartisan working group around the Universal Service Fund, USF, which also would provide support for the ACP, the Affordable Connectivity Program. And this is something that's desperately needed, but it also shows more support in the longer term for what this program could be and should be. So I'm optimistic, I'm hopeful. And it seems to me now that the funding bills from January and February are pushed to March, that could be a moment where all of this can come together. So I'm hopeful that Democratic and Republican leadership in both chambers and members, leadership in the committees, that we can all work together to get this done. I believe you're referring to there to the Affordable Connectivity Program Extension Act, right? That's correct. That would fund it through the end of this year. We're seeing right now how difficult it is, frankly, for Congress to sort of get a funding bill. Is it realistic, especially in an election year, given the politics on the Hill right now, to get seven or eight billion dollars into this program? 
the affordable connectivity program doesn't just benefit blue states or red states. This benefits constituents in every part of America. And those constituents are Democrats, they're Republicans, they're independents, they're libertarian. They're in each and every one of these areas. It's not about the politics. So for that reason, I believe that the ACP program stands out above so many others. You've mentioned the Universal Service Fund Working Group that you and Senator Thune launched, I believe, last May. What kind of progress have you made in those talks and in towards sort of finding consensus around reforming that program? There's good faith efforts of going back and forth on these ideas, with these ideas, of being able to move a little give and take to find what is truly going to be a bipartisan good faith effort that will earn broad support. And so, again, I I commend everyone that's been part of this conversation and their willingness to protect it, strengthen it, and grow support for these programs. As you know, Stephen, there has been a dropping of support for some of the programs that are part of the USF over the years by one side of the aisle. What I have seen here is a willingness to say, let's make this work better from their perspective, and then finding a way where we can strengthen the program and find the compromise where it's going to be needed as well. I do not want to see the USF program go away. I do not want to see the ACP go away. I do not want to see the ACP run out of money. Right now, Republicans are in charge of the House. Democratic members are in charge of the Senate. But I'll remind everyone that in the Senate, there's this funny rule that sometimes requires 60 senators, not 50 senators. And so even though you have a majority in the Senate, if you don't have 60 members, you're working to find that same compromise that you would if you were in the minority. And that's being achieved with this working group, which I'm very proud of. And what are they working toward? Are are we going to get like a list of recommendations? Is it going to be actual legislation? What's going to come out of this working group? Any or all of that could come out of this. I I imagine that we hope to produce not just a, a product where we can get more and more input. Now, with that being said, Experts have been at the table in so many areas that have been providing information, uh, providers, customers, and everyone in between, which I appreciate. But it's going to be important for colleagues to really take a look at this and dig in that care about this program as well. But it could lead to text and possible legislation, especially if there is a willingness to move this as part of potential ACP funding for this fiscal year. And so that's why I suggest that it could be any or all of uh, what you described that could be produced out of this. It's my hopes that a legislative package can be produced as a result of this working group. It feels to me that the level of engagement from all sides here can lead to that and will produce something like that. If you're hoping it sort of moves with some funding this year for ACP for, for some of these programs, does that mean we should see something in the next couple of weeks or couple of months? Well, we should have seen something three months ago with understanding the urgency of the issue. It was going to run out of money in March before the holidays, if you will. Now we have a little bit of cushion, but weeks, not months. So it's now early April. Notices have gone out. The FCC has said they're not going to sign up more people. The urgency is in front of us. Congress will either continue this program or people will make a decision to kill it. And constituents across the country, 25 million people, upwards of 90 million people that can benefit from this, are going to be the ones reaching out to their senators and to their representatives, asking them, why did you kill this program and why did you take it away? I'm optimistic and hopeful that that will not be the case, that something can be done soon.
To me, March seems like a good time for all of this to come together, given the debates around the funding mechanisms, the CR extension to March as well. And we have other deadlines like FAA uh, right after that. Um, so there, March and April are going to be very busy times for us here in the Congress. Well, you know, you represent a state that has a lot of rural areas, has tribal lands, places that have traditionally struggled to get connected and, and get online. I wonder if you're worried that if Congress doesn't find a way forward with Universal Service Fund or the American Connectivity Program, progress on the digital divide will slip away. It will. It's not just a worry I have. The reality of where there's network access and where there's not, where there's build out, where there's not. I was part of a group that was insistent and vocal in pushing to expand coverage in hard to reach areas, areas that were completely unserved. So for me, living in a state where I'm proud to represent 23 sovereign nations within their lands and their boundaries, whether it was lack of wireless connectivity for mobile devices all, all the way to hard connections at a business or even in a school or a library with E-rate still not connecting all the places that it should across America and especially in rural areas. But without an affordable connectivity program, no matter how many connections there are on so many sovereign nations across the country, you're going to lose so many people. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is moving forward with a slew of new regulations that put products like semiconductors, electric vehicles, modern healthcare technology, and clean energy at risk. Chemistry is essential to our modern lives, creating products to help foster a more sustainable and competitive future. The Biden administration must change its course and work with manufacturers on science-based policies that protect American innovation. Learn more at chemistrycreates.org. You recently introduced the AI Research Innovation and Accountability Act. I think I have that right. And there are a number of your colleagues also sort of introducing various AI uh, bills. Have you had any conversations with Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on how that legislation might fit into some broader work that the Senate does on AI? Leader Schumer has encouraged all of the chairs of the committees to put together strong pieces of legislation. The Commerce Committee that I sit on is one of those areas that has jurisdiction in this space. And so Chair Cantwell has been doing a lot of work encouraging members to push forward. The piece of legislation that you named, Stephen, I was proud to introduce with Senator Risch. And the idea here is looking at the environment that exists within the Department of Energy and our national labs and the kind of work that they have been doing in the AI space where the Department of Energy has been a leader in this space. How can private sectors and others take advantage of that computing capacity where the fastest computers we have in America are within the Department of Energy, but improving access, overlap, things of that nature to test these models? It's a great place to test. You can protect intellectual property. You can look in so many areas, but we should activate that if we're going to be sincere about this. That's where that particular legislation is coming from. And there's so many others. That There's a package that I've introduced looking at language. It's called the Listos Act. And the attempt there is to bring attention that so many companies that are in the AI space or in the social media space, they do not invest in non-English language initiatives, how they're going to engage in the monitoring of, of what's happening in space that they've created in the same way they do as in English. 
I'll remind everyone that from an AI perspective that while AI can do a lot of incredible things, well, it can also be used for evil if it gets into the wrong hands. But the AI is only going to be as good for the data that's going to feed it. If the data is lacking or corrupt, well, then what are you going to get? Do you think Congress is going to pass an AI bill this year? And and what would it be? I'm always hopeful and optimistic that Congress will take action on urgent issues. Leader Schumer is putting together a strong package where you have leaders like Senator Heinrich, I think only a couple or a handful of engineers that are in the United States Senate. Leaders like Mike Rounds, who has a perspective as the ranking member, but former leader as well with the Armed Services Committee from a military perspective. And so you can extrapolate this into every one of those spaces. So I imagine it's going to be expansive, but it's also going to be done in a way that it's creating the right framework for us to work in so many of these areas. Cynthia Lummis from Wyoming is working um, in the area of uh, crypto, for example, or in digital currencies. So there's interest all around based on our states, the work that we do, our personal knowledge, what we learn, what we hear. So I don't know exactly what will be included in Leader Schumer's package, but I imagine that it'll be expansive. I knew you recently introduced a bill with Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee regarding weather prediction, weather analysis, sort of opening federal labs for research in that area, which I thought was interesting because, you know, climate change and weather is sort of one area when it comes to AI and advanced computing that a lot of people talk about as having a lot of promise. What's the intention there with that bill? And I guess what leads you to see promise in applying these technologies to that space? I believe that when Congress is working on ideas, some of them new, some of them are described as being new, that an inventory of the assets and capabilities that we have in the United States that can contribute to solutions should be accessible and embraced. Just as I made a compelling argument with Senator Blackburn during the Chips and Science Act that the capabilities at our Department of Energy National Labs are already doing quantum computing, AI work, biosciences, things of that nature, that they should be included. A new apparatus was being suggested to be built that would just replicate and duplicate instead of enhancing what had already been built. In the same vein with looking at weather modeling in the United States of America, NOAA already does some work with the Department of Energy National Labs. This package would ensure more access for those models, strengthening those models, providing NOAA with enhanced access. That information should be shared, and we should be able to have the latest and greatest access to these climate models that impact everything, food, people, safety, all aspects of our economy across the country. So I'm hopeful that there will be more members that embrace this idea. I've not heard anyone push against it. The um, Chips and Science Act, you know, some of the the science piece of that act hasn't been allocated. You know, there are some of these science agencies that haven't gotten the funding that was sort of spelled out for them. I wonder if there's anything being done to address that and, and whether that might hinder some of these initiatives that you're talking about. There are many of us that fought for ideas included in the passage of the Chips and Science Act where authorizations were created, but we've not been able to secure funding to ask why and also to push for funding into these areas. Because if that act is truly going to make the profound difference that it's capable to achieve and create, these initiatives need to be funded. Again, it was bipartisan. It was bicameral. It should be one of those areas that there's agreement in the United States for us to truly fund this effort. It's working on semiconductors now. We're doing a little bit better. So extrapolate those benefits to all that this should be able to achieve for the United States 
for our competitiveness and our leadership around the world, but understanding the needs that exist domestically. Senator Lujan, thank you for joining us on Politico Tech. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's all for today's Politico Tech. For more tech news, subscribe to our newsletters, Digital Future Daily and Morning Tech. Music in today's episode comes from the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our managing producer is Annie Reese. Our producer is Afra Abdullah. And our editors are Steve Heuser, Daniela Cheslow, and Louisa Savage. I'm Stephen Overly. See you back here tomorrow. 